Hey, welcome back, Thickums out there. I'm your host, Desert, and today I have another special guest with me as we wrap up the season, our final episode of the season. You have made it to episode eight um, with the bonus, or so maybe nine, whatever. But thank you all for sticking around and hanging out. Today I have with me a very special guest to help me wrap up the season, someone who's known me all my life. Well, no, I've known him all his life. <laughs> my baby brother, Demetrius. Demetrius is a graduate of Southern University, family tradition. Go Jags. Go Jags. Uh, he is married with a child, my nephew, my youngest nephew. Uh, he lives in Baton Rouge, and I'm here on location today. I mean, you want to be Baton Rouge or Prairieville? It's Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Oh, no. So technically, Gonzalez, Louisiana, outside of Baton Rouge. He is a football coach, uh, all around outstanding dude. I'm not just saying that because he's my baby brother. Uh, full disclaimer, I have six siblings, and when they hear this, they're going to wonder why it's Demetrius <laughs> on here and none of them. The reason being is because these microphones are expensive, and I wouldn't buy a microphone for all y'all niggas. <laughs> and because <laughs> and I'm the fake. He's closer. <laughs> and you take that how you want to, but he's closer. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, let me play this beat for y'all. I know that's what you want. And we'll be right back after the break. So, when you fall in love with... Thick niggas. Woo! Turn my shit up! Let me give you a little background of that song, too. So you may not remember, I think around that time uh, when that song came out, I was in college. I was a sophomore, and I think you may have been like a freshman in high school. Uh, that was maybe 20, uh, 2003? 2003, I was in middle school. Oh, for yeah, real? School, yeah. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Man, Lil Mo was like on fire that year, and this was one of my favorite songs. So when they actually uh, heard it with a bounce beat to it, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I definitely got to include this. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? So, but anyway, man, okay, thank y'all. Oh, let me say this. My brothers and my sisters, I have four brothers, two sisters, but my brothers and my sisters and even sister-in-laws and brother-in-law have listened to all the episodes. And that warmed my heart so much to know that you all, like, want to hear what's going on with me, right? Like, yeah, want to yeah. get that insight. And that's part of the reason why, I, there were many reasons why I did the uh, podcast, but part of the reason was that, like, you know, I know there's some things that we don't discuss in the family, um, not because there's, like, a lack of interest, per se, but, like, we just don't talk about certain personal issues, right? Yeah, yeah. And I know with the siblings, it's not an issue, you know, to talk about, like, my dating life, love life, or especially the younger two, the younger two brothers, you and David. <laughs> Y'all be trying to hook me up. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um... But as far as, like, the parents, that's not uh, a subject that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And so one of my things is, like, damn, I wonder if they even care, like, what's going on in my life. And I was like, well, I know that they're on their own journey to, you know, understanding and stuff like that. So I would just put it all out here so that if they ever want to listen to, like, what I either go through or my experiences or just how I think or just some crazy stuff that I be doing, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? 
they have somewhere to go and listen because I'm not telling all these stories again. Yeah. <laughs> I think mom tried to listen to it, but then I think she said it was, it may have been too vulgar for her. You know, you know her church ears. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I think dad just dad just asked me about it yeah. a few times, but mom's like, yeah, I, she says it. Is it how much cursing they do on that? I was like, that's the least of your words. <laughs> <laughs> I will go back and listen to them and see like which ones. Because the thing I can't appreciate is that um, they have started to ask. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, look, they making baby steps. They making yeah, efforts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I know when they hear that you on here, they probably going to want to especially listen. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I can I can appreciate that they've started asking. Like Daddy asked me uh, about two weeks ago, he was like, "So how you been? You know, you still doing your podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm still doing it." And um, he did ask me one time how he could listen, and I was like, "Well, it's on Spotify and mm-hmm. uh, Apple Music. I know he got an Android. I've been praying about that." <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, Renee finally got an iPhone. I know yeah. she she texted me one time, uh, and it was a blue bubble. I didn't even notice it until the next day. I was like. But you change phones. <laughs> I was too. so I proud. That. Yeah, I was like, hold up, this ain't blue, this ain't green. Right. So <laughs> now it's like we got half the family on iPhone and half the family on Android, yeah. and we just got to convert mom and daddy and, uh, and Ray. Ray. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, Ray, Ray not coming over. Yeah, he not. He not. Ray, Ray won't come over because everybody else came yeah, over. You, know, you always gotta have one that's a little bit different. <laughs> we love you. We love your difference. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah. all a little different. Yeah. I got a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, you've caught up on all the episodes. What's your overall impression of the season? Uh, It was great. It was great insight on you as mm-hmm. well as like your journey through it uh, from the beginning, uh, from your high school sweetheart to uh, it wasn't more in depth, but your your other relationship, one of your last relationships. So okay. it uh, it covered a lot without actually going into detail about everything and kind of let everybody know who you are. But I also gave insight to people who listen who may have interest in you to know what to expect from you right. or know what you're interested in. Like they don't have to go to the app and go swipe left or swipe right or swipe up to know who you are. Like you can really get a feel for you mm-hmm. And your dating life and like just what you want out of a relationship right. through the podcast. You know what? I'm glad you said that because uh, I didn't make the podcast for it to be like an advertisement <laughs> to date me. However, I'm not saying my DMs open to that, but, but. they're not close. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have gone on a few dates uh, based on the podcast, and okay. I can appreciate that. Uh, one of my good friends, she asked me, she's like, you know. It, when dating someone, is that going to be a requirement that they listen to it? Or how do you feel about somebody not listening to your podcast? And there's actually, a, there are a few people who uh, we've talked and dated prior to me doing the podcast, and they know that I have one. Mm. And they'll, like, stream it because they'd be like, you know, I want you to get your credits, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they won't listen. Yeah. And their reasoning is, like, I don't want to uh, form an opinion on some things without you having disclosed that. Mm. And my... My thoughts are just like I said with mom and daddy. It's like I'm not revisiting some of these subjects, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you might want to take a like I'm giving you the cheat code. Yeah, right? yeah. You want to see how I think, and not I mean you, you got can't, the cliff notes, right? You, you exactly <laughs> you getting the cliff notes, right? So, um, uh, is there anything that 
surprised you or that you were fascinated or interested to, uh, to find out? Hmm, good question. I always knew that you wanted children. Mm-hmm. Were, were the and you like I think I feel like adoption was the last resort for you to having children, but I didn't. I never knew it was like a requirement, like for your relationship to that person. When like, cause I never even like I never thought of it going that far mm-hmm. to like you having a, another a partner to want to raise a child. Like I always thought, like DJ say you have a child, so you go child by itself. Like right. that's that's what it is. Like he said he want one, so yeah. he gonna get one. But not thinking of the other party of, of it actually being a requirement. Hey, it's something that you want, like and no, not just a dog. Uh, like right. an actual child that resembles me somewhat uh, can carry on my name because mm-hmm. we all know that's Gregory's biggest <laughs> thing. Who's gonna carry my namesake? Let me tell you, <laughs> after after Deuce was born, that's my nephew I was telling y'all about. After Deuce was born, I was like, well, daddy, we got us a boom child, boom male. <laughs> he was like, yeah, but now I want one from you. I was like, bro, <laughs> will you ever be satisfied? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, because uh, he asked me one day, this is like a few years ago, um, and if, if he does listen, uh, I, I, we ain't going to say nothing too bad. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he asked me a few years ago, he was like, uh, so I, I thought you wanted kids. I was like, yeah, I do, daddy. He was like, well, how you going to get them? I was like, I mean, <laughs> bro, you, you got to watch TV sometimes, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> you got to read. But um, I was like, you know, I, I, there's in vitro, there's a surrogate, and uh, I was like, there's adoption. He was like, okay, yeah, but I want one, you know, that, that looks like you because now it's his baby mm-hmm. that he's he has an idea of. Like, he's like, I want one that looks like you, that, you know, that I can look in their eyes and I see me and my daddy. And I was like, okay, well, they're still in vitro and surrogacy. He was like, okay, but I want to see my daughter-in-law pregnant. I was like, bro. <laughs> you asked for too much. You, you're doing too much. Like, <laughs> seeing all of you with your children inspires me to want to have my own. Mm-hmm. Um, just there's, I'm grateful that there's a strong legacy of fatherhood in our family from, mm-hmm. from daddy to, yeah, I mean, from y'all to daddy his father, um, you know, it, hell, our Paran, yeah. um, well, our Parans, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like, it just inspires me, like, I, I want that connection, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, but the other thing I think about, too, is unless y'all, you and your wife have another one, soon, my kids ain't gonna have no cousins yeah, at age. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> so I need to, I need to go sow some oats or something, huh? Do something. Yeah, look, <laughs> I, I remember when David had uh, Noah. He was like, "Hey, bro, you gotta have one like yeah. ASAP because my dog needs somebody." To <laughs> and I'm saying it wasn't planned, but it, hey, it was God plans. Yeah. It happened just. It happened like a a year later. Right. So well, I mean, I think y'all were all in partnership with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like going back to that, like we have a cousin that's uh, in the LGBT community, the LGBT, LGBT plus community mm-hmm. that she's she's three months pregnant. Right? She, she just posted uh, yesterday or two days ago on Instagram that she's three months pregnant. Whoa, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, how? I don't know if they got a surrogate. Oh, or, okay. Yeah, but I'm saying she, she, she has a girlfriend and then. They're pregnant and she's carrying it. So like oh, wow. she's having her own seed. Okay, so you have been a spectator in my life from college, from mm-hmm. high school, college, and now 
and uh, you see me with the rest of the family through some tumultuous times. Is there any change that you've seen or? Uh, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. no, not really. Just because I was there, but I didn't know for so like I had speculation, okay. but I didn't know until what. Uh, when they came pick me up, my freshman year, my freshman year of college was over, mm-hmm. and you didn't tell me. Joe and Ray told me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying, uh, so like I just I had speculation. I was like, yeah, I already know that. So when they told me, I was like, okay, what's the news? Like that's something that's already mm-hmm. somewhat figured out. And they was like, you okay? I'm like. They ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> like, that's one thing. I, like, people have to realize that just because somebody they love, like their choice, yeah, has nothing to do with them. And like, that's not gonna stop me from loving you no more, no less. Like, people just be like, especially parents. I guess they parents always worry about the embarrassing factor or whatever, or whatever mm-hmm. they feel like it. But like, take your pride out of it. Like, it has nothing to do with you. Right. right. That person choose what they choose. They love who they love. It's not going to stop me. So, like right. I say, when they told me, like, I was like, okay, like, let's go home. So, so <laughs> it, was, it was like, it was no, it was no difference. He asked you if you was okay. <laughs> yeah. They, they, right? Yeah, Ray and Joe, it's like, you okay? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why people make such a big deal about it. I guess I'm just comfortable with it. I guess me being comfortable with you kind of put me into a situation that I'm actually in now and I we could talk about that later in the show but like being in the school system and having kids that that are still trying to feel themselves right. out or like it's it's like they they're they feel comfortable talking to me but yeah I'm out here doing the lost work because you know what? (laughs) I made it easy for them kids to talk to you, and I'm going to pat myself on the back. I deserve a shot. Hold on. Uh, (laughs) We got some rum, uh, Haitian rum. So it basically was like. Thank you. Appreciate you. You know, you can celebrate me too. Oh, yeah. Shop. Okay, yeah. okay. I'll celebrate you. I'll celebrate yeah. you. It's Haitian Rome, age eight years. Up to it, down to it. Forget those who don't do it. Yeah. Mm. That's so smooth. Broke my mask. <laughs> but, yeah, yesterday I was just telling Renee, like, I was in class and the kids literally had me in tears because I'm almost in tears. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm too real to let them see me cry. <laughs> but there's this one kid, like, because I teach health. So, with also with health, I do what we call current event Fridays. Mm-hmm. So, they find any current event that's going on in the world, they write an essay on it and they present to the class. Now, this particular class. It's probably the best class I had so far since I've been a teacher. And they was like, man, you need to teach. They need to have you as a mentor teacher to have uh, to show other teachers how to teach us and be able to be relatable to us. And I was like, what? So then a kid, he was like, uh, he wrote his essay and it was on like uh, gay slurs. So he, he talked about different slurs and he was like, basically, 
picture the slurs as a racial slur. Mm-hmm. So like racial slurs aren't cool. So when you say like the F word or something like that, like think about yourself saying calling a black person N word. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's the same thing. He is like, basically like we could say it and it's cool to each other. But like, if you say it, like it's derogatory, kind of like how right. the, the, the black. Yeah. yeah. So, and he was like, because I'm bi. Like what? So like we was on this Google Zoom, I mean Google Meet, because he's a, a virtual kid, and another, so he was talking to me and in front of the whole class, and another girl's like, "Yeah, me too," and oh. I'm like, "Wow, okay, so what is this <laughs> turning into?" So basically, like coach, like you make it fun for us to come to class. Like one kid was like, "Yeah, coach, like you're heaven sent," and I was like, "What?" It was like, "You don't understand. Like I could tell you things." that I can't tell my dad. Mm-hmm. And when I when I talk to these kids, honestly, and I don't want to get emotional. It's all right. I understand I, uh, you've been taking shots. <laughs> I think about being what you didn't have at a young age. Oh, wow, bro. So, because... I'm not a homophobe. I like, like, it, it doesn't bother me mm-hmm. because I'm saying I love my brother. Like, these kids need to know, like, you can embrace who you are and be okay with it. Yeah. Like, don't hide it. So, like, I had a conversation. I was like, I had a conversation when I was like, hey, like, I'm glad y'all could be free around me because, like, you're actually, I could see the change in the kids actually, like, mm-hmm. just being themselves. Like, they kind of shut it down when other kids come around, but, like, just because, the, like, these kids are, like, athletes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, like, they can be themselves around me mm-hmm. and not have to worry about judgment. And, like, when it first happened, I was like, like, dang, like, this one of the kids talking about like they tried to commit suicide in middle school mm-hmm. something and like because they had nobody to talk to like so it made me think about i didn't tell my brother like it was okay for him to talk to me till what about what five years ago we was on a trip to houston mm-hmm. and i was like bro just talk to me freely like everybody else talk freely and i'm saying it was a it was a can of worms opened up that I wasn't quite ready for. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, with you, like, you were able to be free. Yeah. And not have to worry about anything else. So I remember you telling me, you was like, just because I'm gay don't mean I like every dude I see. Like, I got <laughs> right. a type. Like, right. that's a stigma. Yeah, you see my type. <laughs> Nigga be pulling. Now, just yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a stigma. That people say like, oh, he's gay, so he's gonna be looking at me mm-hmm. like, no, like, just like you start, uh, you don't like every woman you see. Right. I'm like, correct. So that was just something that I was like, uh, yeah, like I could be that for these kids, and it not bother me, it not affect me, and it allows them to be comfortable within their own skin. That's what's up, man. I'm really proud of you. Matter of fact. We deserve a shot in your honor. But <laughs> <laughs> so you don't mind doing the honors. That was, that's real good. I'm glad you could be that for them, you know. Uh, kids nowadays, and I was saying this the other night. Hold on. Let me get up. Thank you. 
All right, to Coach Boone. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, we just, we, we really are the shit. And I think we probably be drunk by the end of this episode. Because <laughs> we keep doing such good things in the community. And we're celebrating. Right. Yes. You got to celebrate life, bro. Exactly. You know, I was going to bring some over to my line brother house. But we might not have none left. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't tell him that I had a bottle for him. <laughs> but now, um, kids these days, like, they are a lot more open mm-hmm. and free. Or I don't even know if I could say open and free, but they're exposed to a lot more. And maybe that might help inform, you know, their own decisions or their own life, right? right? Like, I was just talking to uh, one of my brothers, frat brothers yesterday about representation mattering. And... um they can see kids these days can see a lot more of themselves on TV, uh-huh. right? Like right. when I was coming up, <laughs> I sound old, <laughs> <laughs> but um, back when I was in you know middle school and high school, the only gays that I think we saw on TV was Will and Grace, Will and, Grace yeah. and uh, Ellen, yeah, and then maybe they're like caricatures uh, of gay people on other. Uh, TV shows and the movies like they're always like the funny, witty, uh, well dressed decorator, right? And so with me, <laughs> I was like, I'm none of that. Mm-hmm. I- I'm not a Jack. I'm definitely not an Ellen. I'm not the witty, not funny lineman. one, right? Like I- I'm not one of these side pieces. Uh, not side pieces, but like the uh, the gay friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the little poodle. I'm not that either. So in my head, I literally uh, told someone when they asked me if I was gay, I was like, I can't be gay because I'm not any of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, in Dallas, I used to go musical hopping with uh, my auntie who uh, was a musician out there. And we actually, and this was like in the 90s, early 2000s. Well, yeah, probably like the late 90s. There were churches that were, I wouldn't say they were gay churches, but... <coughs> You walk up in there and men had on blouses and ruffles and they would sing the house down. <laughs> but I was like, well, I'm not any of that either. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't see any um, gay men who were not those types of expressions. But now children can see all types of people yeah. and they're exposed to more and they may help them on their own journey. So and I'm glad that you can be a part of that. Yeah, I'm saying it's, it's, it's different, but... It's like I feel like I'm honored to help them through it, but you have to approach them with a sort a certain sort of respect, or like because as as adults, they they really disrespect kids because they're like I'm the right. adult, you listen to me, say as I do, do as I say, which isn't necessarily always right. Right, you know what I'm saying, and I use that approach with Deuce. Like I don't I don't necessarily raise him the way that we were raised, mm-hmm. like. He has a voice. He has an opinion. So, oh, he does have an opinion. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> let let me like I'm gonna hear it, and then All we're right. gonna talk about it. Like, not not saying our our parents did the they did a great job and they did the mm-hmm. best job that they know how, and it's up to us as adults when we have right. our own children to do what we feel right. is best and, and take it and run. You know, like yeah. they had they had they had certain tools that they worked with, and they more than likely. Um, well, shit, what we know is that they expounded on what their parents had, right? Correct, correct. And so now we expound on what we got from our parents, yeah. you know, or y'all do. Hopefully one day I will too, but. Yeah. Uh, 
Like I, I would say this too. Um, well, even think about that, Daddy. There, uh, I'm feeling that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we ain't shit. even got to. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you home. We ain't even got to the uh, drinking game yet, Demetrius. Bro, I ain't had nothing. I ate lunch at about twelve. Oh, and so it's like six. <laughs> I'm done with the shots, <laughs> man. Un- until the drinking game, we could, all right. We could have- you want some bread or something? No, we got we got the pure white Hennessy in the cabinet. Oh. <laughs> I could have bought you something from Smoothie King on my way over. I didn't know you had me. <laughs> there was this guy who I met, and um, when we actually met each other in person, mm-hmm. he just started spilling out, because he was from Lake Charles. He just started spilling out how he always watched us with our daddy, and he mm-hmm. was jealous, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, because he, he grew up as Zion, too. Um, and he, he he told me stories about Camp Day, because our daddy was always a clown. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and going in the dunking booth yeah <laughs> bless his heart but like i so but it wasn't until <laughs> oh. oh man he put, put that makeup on and be the clown for cam day coming off of like a you know working a full-time job at the plant in the house full of kids and stuff and then doing this service for the church and even still the trustee of the church mm-hmm. um but the guy was just like pouring out about how he admired and wish he had a dad and like in his head our daddy was his daddy because he didn't have one yeah and i was like dang that dude was really doing some stuff you know what i'm saying like i get, gained a great appreciation for him i don't think i ever told daddy that i mean he probably probably didn't tell him about the, the guy <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> i know for a fact i didn't tell him about the guy but uh <laughs> but uh that guy no, no, oh, no, 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 it wasn't him. No, that guy had a daddy. He had a daddy. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a daddy. Come on. He had a daddy, right? Uh, <laughs> he called me daddy too. Anyway. <laughs> He's also moved to Dallas. He did move to Dallas, yeah. But um, but no, so it just made Shout me out to little bro. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just made me gain an appreciation. You know what? I need to stop fucking your friends. <laughs> It's gonna make my editing job so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't even do a, a, a bloopers reel or outtakes. <laughs> yeah, we can't even do that. But now, uh, but it just made me gain a greater appreciation for uh, our parents, but especially for daddy. You know what I'm saying? And I need to share that with them because uh, I was like, dang, I was really blessed and fortunate. Like I remember kids uh, come to our gate and be like, "Can we jump on your trampoline?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah no, sorry, <laughs> can't do that." No. Gotta get your own, babe. That's mean, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's they got mean. them down at the service merchandise. You may want to go catch them. <laughs> bro, I remember from the uh, family nights was Mama ironing the uh, the little things. Yeah, on the, 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 the decals on the shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'd be in the, in the locker room ironing them things on the shirts. <laughs> we haven't really gotten to the uh, season yet. We could like reminisce, all, but yeah, yeah. all right. So, um. Let's walk through season one, episode one. Mm. Did you just call me a fuck boy? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> mm. What was your takeaway? Okay, before we start, um, we not gonna because I know like Renee has strong feelings oh, yeah. about that. Renee, one. Renee was pissed. <laughs> Renee called, she called me. me. <laughs> like, uh, uh-uh. 
who this nigga think he is calling <laughs> my brother a f boy <laughs> and i was like <laughs> she was like nah uh-uh. give your opinion but not exactly on the person okay but on the situation so uh in in season one situation episode one episode episode one situation i felt like uh it was more of a, just a communication factor mm-hmm. uh saying what you want and what you need was was big in that communication and when it you sometimes you have to take hey this person doesn't want this like i gotta just take my stuff yeah. and go so like uh with that being a a no for him was and i respect that because mm-hmm. so many times people they settle in relationships right and they be like and they miserable because they're they're missing that one thing that they always wanted but it was a no for this person but they settled for this person okay. so i'm saying like there'll be more huh bro you know that's something I, <laughs> <laughs> that's something i had to learn um with growth and time it's like those times i had where i would get so undone and unwound behind it not working out with a particular person mm-hmm. i even like go into a slight depression yeah it was really a faith crisis like you don't have faith that you can find it again you don't have faith that god knows what you need and who you need in your life you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and we'll send it to you and so once i started to work on that issue then i could let something go or let somebody go you know what i'm saying not saying i won't miss them or even hurt behind it but i'm not going to get in that space of like woe is me or will i ever be loved or Monica have a song why I heard like I'm you know I won't be <laughs> yeah. in that be in that space because I know like this was not for me and I trust God mm-hmm. I trust God to bring me who and whatever and whomever I need in my life to help me in my journey I'm not gonna lie while me and my wife was listening to the episode <laughs> it was like is DJ like trying to throw himself back in there on a <laughs> slick like just throwing these little slick comments out there well <laughs> You know, maybe we could try again. Right. Or we could do something. I was like, let me find out he's using this podcast to, <laughs> to get back with his exes. <laughs> but you know, I will say, if there was anybody who I would uh, try it again with, that he's one person. Because we've, I mean, but then I have to realize, oh, wait a minute, there was that like hard stop at mm-hmm. children. Like, it don't work for either one of us. Like, there's no compromise on it. Yeah. So, and that brings it back to reality. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I get in those nostalgic moments, like, well, what if? I mean, and he he's also in a very committed, stable relationship as well. And it's working out for him. He's happy. So, and that's still my friend. Kudos so, yeah, you know, so I, I want my friend to be happy. And if that's who makes him happy, then that's what I want for him. But if he didn't have that guy and he wanted children, <laughs> then I could see us giving it, you know, another yeah, shot. Change, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's, it's been, since that time period, it's like, that was before law school, I believe. Uh, so it's been like nine, ten years. Which yeah. means that was before I knew. Uh, before I was confirmed. Because right. I always ask questions. Like I would ask David. But like they'd be like, nah, I don't know. That's, that's for him <laughs> to tell you. Like, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie. David would be like, he even if he knew, he wouldn't tell you yeah. He'd be like, That's for him to tell you. If so, like he'd be like, I don't know. It was like, he was so good at uh at keeping uh i ain't gonna say keeping secrets just like 
keeping out of other people's business and mm-hmm. not telling anybody's business. And that's probably yeah. why everybody confided in him. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he had a friend who was, came out to him as gay. And he wouldn't tell me who it was. And I was like, man, <laughs> but I could help him on this journey. <laughs> Do it for your friend. He was like, get off my phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I still be trying to figure out who that friend was. So like, I could probably think about it, but he's he's engaged to be married to a woman now. But yeah. I could probably tell you who. So another thing you you mentioned too that you might have some good insight into this. What's the difference between settling and compromising? Like what your what your wants and desires in a partner. Like for instance, for me, uh, you know, with episode one, that was the, the issue of children. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's like a hard stop. There's no compromise on that. But if I would have continued with the relationship and maybe we got married and stuff like that, um, would you have said that I would have settled or I compromised? I would say that you settled. Okay, what's uh, the difference for you? Me personally, settle is for things that you that you feel like you may want. I mean, well, compromise feel feel like you things that you may want. Uh, if you settle for something, I feel like it's something that you're taking out, something that you feel like you absolutely need in your mm-hmm. life, and that person like no, and I'm gonna just you just you gonna be with that person like you're settling because right. that's something that you absolutely say okay this is this is what's gonna complete me, so this a child completing me, I need this mm-hmm. now if you take that out you settle okay because, because then you also. Oh, don't, like later on in life, you're gonna be like, okay, man, like what if, what, if, what, what should have could have, like what mm-hmm. if I would have did this, or uh, maybe if I would, I could, maybe if I would have left this person alone, like I could have found somebody else who wanted the same thing I wanted. So you second guessing and you and you settling, compromising is like things that you may want, right? And like you could compromise on things that you like. Okay, I could live without it. Right. Like that'd be a compromise. Like you can compromise on preferences, but you can't compromise on uh needs needs right yeah yeah okay i get that that's good you, you got so mature in the past 25 years <laughs> <laughs> i'm so proud of you yeah, I'm almost 30 man <sighs> man wait you 29 29 yeah yeah man yeah. well how old is yandre 23 yandre i'm 29 so deandre will be 25 in a few weeks okay good uh because I use my barometer of people that I can talk to by my oldest <laughs> nephew's age. And uh, I even went on his mama's uh, Instagram the other day to try to figure out like when he graduated and stuff, because I didn't want to call him this too late. She didn't post any graduation pics, but she posted pics of like when he was in the service, yeah. like when he first went in the service, whatever. I was like, Danella, that tells me nothing I need to know before I fuck this dude, so, how old DeAndre is. <laughs> so DeAndre is like, DeAndre is four and a half years younger. Than okay, him. okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right. Let me text this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Come through round 11. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. The room okay. already in your system. <laughs> right. All right, so, uh, okay, let's move on to episode two. Uh, birthday sex or bust. That was uh, the Travel Bay episode. Honest thoughts on... First off, <laughs> I don't know if it's just me. But if I'm going on a trip, like we smashing regardless. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm saying I don't know because it's just my wife. But well, hey, reg- before that, if, if we was going on a trip together, like vacations, 
I don't know for some reason sex registers and vacations right. for me. <laughs> like sex for me, hotels say sex. Like if it's a hotel room, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't want to put my house on Airbnb because I know what I do in Airbnbs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying? I don't want to be on freak Twitter and I see my bed and it's not me in it. I'd be yeah. like, wait a minute. Like it was. I feel like it should have been understood. Yeah. That was me thing that I should have communicated what I needed. Yeah, I'm just saying, but who who travels across the world with somebody and like I would just think that being in especially in Africa, being in Ghana would be like eccentric and right. Like exuberating to where like these things are like you, you learn new things, so mm-hmm. you're excited and why not just finish the yeah. excitement? In the room. See, because we we're we're passionate people, so it's like when we spend this time together, we're learning new things, and it's also about the shared experience, right? Yeah. Like we we're both going through the bush um, on these dirt roads and the back jungles, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we're sharing these safaris together, and that would have been my feeling as well. And I should have communicated that instead of just taking it for granted that everybody's like that. Because yeah. for me, that bonding makes me want to bond yeah physically yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but everybody ain't like that the so bonding makes you want to bone yeah mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay cool so that brings us to episode three another bonding experience essence bay do you remember that one yeah yeah um i don't know i was like this nigga moving fast wait me or him you oh what you mean? I was like, you just met him. But then it also was, uh, like, he was a, a confidant as well as a sense right. of healing. Right. Because I'm saying, lo- lo- losing David was, was, like, tragic. Like It took the wind out of everybody. Yeah. You know? You have, you have no choice but to just live on. Like, mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, as far as, Essence Bay was for you like that that was um that was a time where like you needed somebody because yeah. if you if you looked around our family kind of almost everybody else had somebody yeah like all the brothers had their wives sisters they had their husbands or whatever they would have had and like you needed yeah you needed to have somebody to be able to release to right and not be, being worried about I'm coming over here and he just want to do this. Like it was actually somebody who can actually help you through a situation. So I'm saying for for all that, like, I don't know the guy, but I appreciate the guy because I'm saying like depression is real. And if you don't have nobody, like you can go into a state of depression. So it's like, it took it, it allowed you to not uh, go like you may have had some low moments, but you wasn't always alone. Essence, Essence Bay was what you needed. That's- Next episode was titled Sex with the Lights On. And that's the episode that I had with my friend from Southern, yeah. Reggie. Yeah. Like, uh, he he was, listening to that, he was, like, much needed for you to actually embrace who you were. Yeah. Not to say that you wasn't acting on it, but make it cool for you to be a big guy and mm-hmm. be gay and like know who you are 
and also like show you how to dress a little bit because i mean <laughs> listen i could i when, whenever i was listening to that i could just see the sweat running down your armpits <laughs> and i just know how long that walk is from the back of campus all um, the way to the mini dog <laughs> like, i know that because uh yeah I, I took it a lot freshman year when i walked onto the football team we had to be there for like 4 30 in the morning so yeah wow. i i know your pain in having to walk walk from the back of campus to the front <laughs> and you was all sweating i'm literally i literally could imagine see you was a big boy too yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right after sex with the lights on i did an interview um with one of my friends in california an actress queen, uh, kitty. queen kitty yeah. what you think about queen kitty it was it was uh funny like because i used to watch them court shows like it was real and like <laughs> now that i know they fake like i'm like i don't even watch them no more so it's a dramatization of an actual case you know what I'm saying so like basically they pull a case out that happened and be like okay well you need to act on these sides and yeah i think some of them some of them are actual mediations others are like i guess when they have the production uh has to fill in the gaps you know what i'm saying between people who want to actually mediate their claim they hire people to dramatize an actual case yeah it ain't working <laughs> i was like bro i ain't never watching Does Joe Mathis <laughs> ever again because <laughs> this shit is fake uh, but i'm saying like <laughs> she, she seemed like she was a cool person like uh being a virgin until like you're that old like that's dope like that's yeah. that's that's willpower that's like not settling not right. knowing your worth knowing that you like doesn't matter like if you if you're a big girl if you not a big girl if you bright skin dark skin like you don't care like you're not about to just be like okay well i'm looking for love right in any other place so i'm gonna just get it from here like like that was that was what's up like mm -hmm. you don't you don't meet too many virgins past like these days past age of 15. yeah yeah I have to say like she was like in her 30s like i was like wow like couldn't be me <laughs> but still. more power to you yeah more power to you dog more power to you but like she she seemed like she was cool like seemed like the food was was great you know she she really inspired me and gave me an idea that like if this law shit don't work out and um if I don't become rich on OnlyFans, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have one of those. Not but yet. but she was just like, you know, Coming it was just soon OnlyFans, <laughs> thick niggas. <laughs> so when did you first fall in love with thick niggas? <laughs> but no, um, but she was like, bro, watching you eat those crab legs was just so sexy. I was like, for real, like. Every time I get crab legs, I'd be like trying to recreate. Like, what did I do? You know what I'm saying? Like. I, I I don't know. I, I've everybody has their own lane, their own thing. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Nothing has ever turned me on about anybody eating. Matter of fact, I could like Brittany will tell you right now. I'd be like, bro, if we eating, the TV need to be on because it's disgusting to hear somebody else cheat. Right. But I'm saying like, if she loves it. There are a lot of people. There who are people do. who do. Yeah, there like there are people who uh like got rich off of making those mukbangs or what they got like asmdr yeah, f's I, whatever I've i don't seen know like but... the people with the gloves on eating yeah eating the big crab legs mm -hmm. <laughs> like uh, yeah 
I, I guess it's that sound. Uh, that that sound is probably what do it for people. Yeah, they <laughs> sucking the heads and and breaking off the 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 paws of the crabs. Like I'm saying, like yeah. And like, see, for me, like for me, I see that as like I see uh, sex that I'm not involved in, that I'm not involved in, mm. which I don't care about it. You know, so like if you're eating big crab legs and lobster tails and stuff like that, and I don't have any on my end of the computer. <laughs> I, some people might call it jealousy, but I do not care. Yeah. But there are some people who like that, and um, maybe that's an avenue that I might pursue. Mm. <laughs> Law and crab legs. Yeah. All right. After that, I continued my trend of having females. There's only two women that have been on the show this uh, season. Mm-hmm. Uh, one who I didn't have a relationship with, my play sister Kashana and Queen Kitty. And then the next one was entitled Puppy Love with my high school sweetheart, Crystal. Yeah. Uh, what you think about that one? What was your takeaways? Uh, I don't know how she ain't know. <laughs> because I'm some of our classmates from high school said that too. That's like, oh, you like if you go back to my Facebook and look at the post. Mm-hmm. And what there was one dude in particular. Um, he he's been trolling me. I love him though. It's, <laughs> he's like, oh, she didn't know. Like you really didn't know. I think he even tagged it. It's like you really didn't know. <laughs> yeah, like I'm saying, like, cause I'll tell you my. My first remembrance of my brother DJ was like picking her up from the airport. Right. Like, I remember we like we shared a room. Hold on, yeah, y'all, that's me, DJ. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, D- Desrick. Like it's picking him up like from the airport. So, but I was like, something different about this dude. Like, and then he always singing in the choir, <laughs> and then I'm like. And coming from a family of jocks, and yeah. you are, because <laughs> even even daddy daddy played football or not played football. Daddy was a football our football coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody else lettered in football. Um, I lettered in choir. Yeah. And then on top of that, like I'm the biggest one out of the brothers. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm all here, you know, in not just any choir. <laughs> I'm in musicals. <laughs> Shiny vest, jazz hands. <laughs> like I was like, when when she was like, she didn't know. I was like, she must have been blind. I must have just been in love. You no, know, but like she, I think she was, and I was too. Um, but um, she was like, I thought she was just a church boy mm-hmm. because you know her her daddy's a preacher and a, a minister of music. So like, all they're around is church people, church dudes. You know what I'm saying? And aside from if you and the, I think. Most people in most dudes in the church, or I'm not gonna say that they're, they're gay, are at least um, they are. open. <laughs> I have never met a choir director uh, in a church that wasn't gay. That's a male, right? So, but you know, you gotta have tenors, so all of them ain't always gay. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I'm saying? And I, the musicians I, ain't gay. I uh, sang, most of same bass, right? Bass one and bass two. Really, to be yeah. just bass. I did in, in our school when? choir my senior year. What school? Lagrange. Lagrange. Oh. Yeah, I was in the choir my senior year. You was in the choir before your senior year too, huh? No, no. It was just my senior. It was just my senior. I was in like church choir, but yeah. uh, like actual. You sang bass in? Yeah, I, I was a bass okay. too. Okay. Okay. You I can't know tell that. by the deep voice. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I'm saying like we had, uh, yeah, straight guys in the choir yeah. with me. I was the only athlete right. that was in the choir. And but like I like it was never a problem for me. And the only reason why I did in my senior years because we had a 
uh, lady come over from LCB, mm-hmm. and she was known for having great choirs, like great gospel choirs. So we performed everywhere, and like, like I had no problem with it. Like, Dad, we we even used to like travel to Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, and perform, and we perform at Jackson State. But like, it was it was never like oh. Boone in the choir, so he he gay like right. they have gay they had gay guys that was in the choir, but like for some reason like I never had a problem being around gay. I'm saying like I always had speculations that my brother was gay, so and I remember telling dad I was like, Girl, like if we can't accept them, like how do you expect the world to accept them?" Wow, you yeah. were so mature for your age. Like you yeah. told him that, yeah. like. When you was in high school? No, it was using college. Oh, okay. But I'm saying, like, it never was a problem. But I'm saying, you were in high school at the time, though. Yeah, I was in high school at the time. So I'm like, bro, like, there's gay people all around. Yeah. Like, Like, unless you plan on staying in Lake Charles your whole life and working at the plant, which is feasible. I'm not saying nothing's wrong with that, but you'll probably encounter gay people. Yeah. I'm saying. And there there were some people that I sang in the choir with that you had, (laughs) that you met later on in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you, your friend circle, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but like I say, like it, it didn't, it didn't matter to me who they were, because mm-hmm. I'm saying some, like them niggas, them niggas could sing. Like right. I remember me being in the choir, like their vocals pushed me to have my vocals better, like, and I haven't sang that well since I was in choir. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, I think it's true. Like if you don't use it, you right. lose it. Like because. I don't feel like I could carry a note now. I don't. I don't think you being in a choir necessarily was like a a red flag. The what made me know is everything that you listened to was bounce almost. You, <laughs> <laughs> you had bounce gospel music. I was like, this dude listening to Mary Mary bounce. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Not so, so it wasn't musical theater, it wasn't uh directing the choirs, it was the bounce music the that bounce gave it away. Music. Wow, and your and the and that DVD, that DVD collection. No, no, but see, oh, you talking about that's later on when I was in law school, yeah, yeah, when you was in law school, you talking about Noah's Ark, yeah, and that no. wasn't even porn, yeah, like, that was just a, a gay I, show. I didn't know, but I'm saying. Like the bounce music that was. I wanted Taco to find that, by the way. <laughs> I wanted him to ask questions because I could show you better than I could tell you. I wanted him to ask questions. But yeah, man, like I, I wanted him to find a DVD so he could ask questions. I, I was trying to give him a gateway, but he, he didn't take he, it. He he didn't take it. He asked everybody, "Don't ask my neighbors. <laughs> Come to me." <laughs> But anyways, but you uh, always sing it on all your shows. You find you find a, a a way to sing in every one of your shows. Maybe I want to get discovered. I don't know. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, you know, no one has. They always compliment me on everything else except that. Oh, on, on your singing. <laughs> <laughs> like that notice just, me. <laughs> that's just because y'all have not heard his rendition of Tennessee whiskey. So you hear that. Then you just gonna be like, you know what? There's no need for me to sing this song ever again because it's, it's DJ song. I mean, it's, it's District's song. Once the karaoke boys, once the karaoke boys open back up, I'm gonna invite the whole show to hear me sing Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> I won't do it today though. But um, so okay, 
but yeah, she didn't know. But I also heard it from another church member that went to high school with us too. He was like, I didn't know until you started making the podcast uh, because I just figured you were a church boy or a mama's boy. Wow. I was like, oh, well. The next episode was Son of a Preacher Man, episode seven, mm. uh, with my friend Sylvanas from Houston. Now, he's one other. I think if I had anything to do over, or if I would try to rekindle anything, like there was a time where he would have, if we were in different situations and different times and we're still good friends like that's one person who i would try to rekindle as well like i revisit i should say um since we had grown since then i'm saying through the interview i, I the interview i was like oh yeah they definitely about to start talking again because like, <laughs> you was like like you slick with it like you slick <laughs> are you slick you a slick ass nigga. I mean, all my brothers are players <laughs> I mean, oh, except, were except me were except, yeah were before were. the ring <laughs> <laughs> so he was like you threw a little slick line in there talking about yeah if uh we wasn't friends again if i would have saw you on that video i definitely would have would have swallowed my pride and, and, and <laughs> i was like that nigga think he's slick bro <laughs> i was like oh Mm. I'm saying this, you you so throughout your stuff, like you can really tell people that that you really was just cool with, mm-hmm. and people that you really had feelings for, because people you was cool with, like you just talked to, yeah. But people that you had feelings for, you threw your shots in, so here wait, and there. <laughs> yeah. So who would you say were those people? Uh, season one. Uh, you mean episode? I mean, one? Episode one. Yeah. Uh, slightly, uh, travel bay, and the last one. Okay. Like it was like, yeah, he really using his platform. Uh. <laughs> See, cause the, look, the the slick part about it was, okay, so what's something that I could have did differently? That one. Mm-hmm. That's like okay, yeah, so. If I get another chance, I know to work on this and not, <laughs> not do that. I'm like this this nigga here really getting the info <laughs> to to make himself better. And I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, bro, I was like this dude slick. So I'm I'm really thinking like, okay, he gonna either end up with somebody that he interviewed because I'm saying they always say you never turn back but I'm saying I don't always agree with that because mm-hmm. people change yeah people do change. right people change so the person that they were five ten years ago they're not gonna I'm not the same person that I was right two years ago let me tell you like uh even going through like you mentioned episode one and since we already talked about him I'll say it again but like I was highly attracted I'm, I'm highly attracted I'll be honest to the person Jared is now. Like when we have our interactions as as grown-ups, like not just students, you know, on the college campus trying to figure it out. But our interactions as grown-ups, I've been highly turned on. Like when he told me that uh he was trying to rekindle something, but I just wasn't catching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when this was last football season, we were going to football games together and stuff like that. Um, cause I was like highly attracted to who he was, who he had become. And I feel that he probably was as well. Like we're at different stages now. And I mean, you could do more when you're actually grown and got yeah. money, you got a career and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I don't, I don't agree with that philosophy of we never, you know, go back or revisit things. Cause sometimes, you know, you never know. Yeah. Like that person could have been 
in your life for that season to help you get through this. But then they got to their point of life and they somebody was in their re, their season their uh, life for a season, right? And it changed them, right? Like, right. and it, it don't have to be a person; it could be situations. All right. So um, I think that's so. What, what was your takeaway from um, "Son of a Preacher Man"? What do you think about that? Uh, that experience. I really, I don't know. To say that y'all wasn't official and y'all was just dating, like it was a little bit too much. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, don't go, don't go through my phone. Don't, it, don't go through my iPad. That experience, although I, I've, I've enjoyed him as a person, it was a little intense. Um, but we're both passionate Virgos, uh, into the arts mm. and, you know, niggas in the arts, we just, you know, just <laughs> slap a, slap a beret on both of us. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, and that all happened over the course of like two, three months, <laughs> like it was very quick, very intense. Um, so that did teach me to like chill out, slow down. Okay. But yeah, that episode, uh, it was a fun episode. Um, it's been a few years since that experience, but it has taught me to like chill out, slow down. Um, yeah. So, okay. Uh, that was a bonus. Did you listen to the bonus episode? No, I didn't. Okay. That wasn't nobody on there. It was just me drunk talking. So yeah. I, I, you ain't missed nothing. When I seen it, it was like, like 14 minutes. I was like, ain't nobody on here. I ain't had nobody to talk to, so I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna talk to my audience. But I'm, with with that situation, I'm like, with me, with me personally, my mindset was like, okay, like y'all not exclusive, mm-hmm. like y'all just kind of dating, filling each other out. So like, you <laughs> you never set up your backup plans. Because you you never yeah. know you never know if it's, if this is gonna work out or if it's not. Yeah. So I'm saying like why why put all your eggs into one basket that you don't like you're not even fully committed to. All right. Because then you shutting off something you could be shutting off something that may be something that's worthwhile or maybe something that could be your forever. Mm-hmm. So I understand that, but I'm like with that 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 broke all trust. So yeah. Like, now you worried about okay he he saw these messages they dinging dinging and then now for, say for instance y'all y'all do get exclusive now in his head the whole time every time your phone right. rings, it's another it's another dude or whatever and I, like even what you said you was like i ain't go through your phone because i ain't have your password but still like <laughs> <laughs> like the the trust was broken so it it was it's hard to start something or keep something going right after that right you just like now nah, i gotta be watching i can't even talk to my friends a certain way without you thinking mm-hmm. and i'm saying especially from the from the situation that you had been in like first off the first the first sign of untrust yeah i'm out of here right i'm saying from from my standpoint which you like i'm out of because i'm i'm not even gonna allow it to get to that level because been there, done that, bought that T-shirt, and not going through that. Right. Day. Like, that's the reason, one of the reasons why I don't ask people certain questions. I even go through phones and computers and stuff like that. Because I know that even if there's nothing there, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm not going to be able to. But I don't want that seed planted in my head. Because, yeah. again, like you pointed out, like every time 
I get a message or every time he he gets a message after I've, you know, gone through his phone and belongings and stuff like that, I don't be thinking that's that's that nigga. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like something else is going on. And I don't need that stress and drawing in my life. <laughs> like we're too many fish in the sea. Right. We're so let's play a game. Okay. Called Win, Lose, or Draw. Mm. So uh, we're going to go through these episodes one more time, but not not like a deep analysis or anything like that, but like just I'm going to say episode one, win, lose, or draw, meaning did was that an L for me? Did I take the L? Was it my fault? Or was it just time to move on? Or was it nobody's fault? <clears throat> episode one. I would take that as a... L. I took the L on episode. Okay. So, <laughs> not saying that he, because he sounds like a, a very proper prestigious guy, mm-hmm. and like he has his head on straight. But just because, I'm saying I know the whole kid situation. Like sometimes that could have that could have changed. Like, but it was like from from my point of view, it was like. No kid is done like right now. Mm-hmm. Not giving it time or I'm saying y'all may have, but I'm saying like from my point of view, it's just like oh no kid, okay done like just like that. So I'm saying like because like the dude seemed like he got his head on the shoulders. Seemed yeah. like uh, as Brittany say, he's a he's a he's he's bougie. <laughs> oh bougie. <laughs> so, I'm saying, but I'm saying like I would take that as L because he seemed like. He was somewhat of a cool guy and someone that you really enjoyed spending time with. Yeah. But didn't give it, from my perspective, didn't give it the time to see if that could be something persuaded right. to the next level. Okay. Episode two, Travel Bay, win, lose, or drop. Did I take the L? Was it just time to move on? Or um, I'm saying it was time to move on. Okay. First off. We ain't going out the country. We ain't traveling all around the world. <laughs> and we ain't clapping nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it should just be understood. Like, and whether you was paying for it or not, mm-hmm. like, right, like, I could have brought anybody on this trip, but, like, I decided to include you, which means that <laughs> it's go time. You already know. <laughs> they said that. All right. <laughs> Essence Bay, win, lose, or draw? That was a, a, a win. I feel like he was in your life for a reason in the season. Okay. Uh, let's see. What was after that? Uh, oh, okay. He wasn't an actual relationship, but... The episode with Reggie. I forgot what the name of it was. Hold on. Let me look. Sex with the lights on. Sex with the lights on. Win, lose, or draw. This was definitely a dub. It was definitely a friend that was much needed to help you embrace who you mm-hmm. were. And also give you a little pizzazz, a little style, and realize that, hey, just because I'm big don't mean I can't be fresh. Right. Uh, that I need to wear a, um, a undershirt. <laughs> Reggie is still one of the freshest niggas I know. I, I get that. Okay, all right. What was the name? Uh, Queen Kitty. Queen Kitty, my homie. Saying like she seems like she's a great supporter. Yeah. In whatever, like she's a she's that friend. Like that's just, hey, if I need to talk to you, I can talk to you. And it seemed like it's vice versa. Like yeah. I can communicate. Through stuff, you're like, 
y'all probably know each other's deepest and darkest secrets. So like, and it's it's never a thought that what I tell you you gonna get out. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a dub. Like you you need you need that support system, especially like coming from you because you like we talked about before. Like in society, you have negatives already. You're a black male, and then you're a gay black male. Mm-hmm. So society is already going to stereotype you or put you in this type of bubble and you need people that's around you that's going to embrace you and support you through whatever that you're going through or whatever yeah. you need at the time whether it's just a hug whether it's a listening ear a shoulder to cry on whether it's just hey what you think that this guy like you you think like we match like just mm-hmm. whatever you need like you need that support system. Everybody needs that support system. She seems like she's that type of person that yeah. supports you. That's the homie. I love her. Okay. Uh, puppy love, Crystal. And, and I'm cheesing under this mask. <laughs> Win, lose, or draw? That, that was a, a, a much needed L. Right. Because it, it, it didn't waste your time, but mm-hmm. it showed you, like, this is not what I want. Yeah. So... It's a it's a it's a L, but it's a W at the same time because you did it, you went through it, and you gave it a, a shot for if you did it for yourself, you did it for other, you did it for the brothers, you did it for daddy, whatever. But like that wasn't something that you wanted, like because you had your other feelings for whatever yeah. you may have thought this person was cute, that person was cute, whatever, and you you did what you did. You had your time on her. You tried to stay, quote unquote, straight. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, that you needed to go through that to discover who you right. really and truly were. To say, yeah. okay, yeah, I tried it. Nah, y'all can have it because that's not for me. I'm glad that I tried it early on to where it's like it was early enough not to. Um, negatively affect her life and growth right like like if i was at the age i am now at 36 still trying to you know fuck with females or marry a woman and start a family then that's definitely an l for everybody because like you wasted everybody's time they call them beards yeah yeah yeah. like you've wasted everybody's time you've you've hurt people right so I'm, i'm thankful for that and i'm thankful like i'm glad you pointed out that it was also a w because not only did i find out myself but I gained a really good friend. Like that's that's the dog. Like at class reunions, we, we meet at, we see each other at class reunions, uh, funerals back in Dallas. You know what I'm saying? And people be like, <laughs> people be like, you know, y'all have great chemistry because that's my friend. Like genuinely, even when I would come back from college, and that was before, I, of course, before I told her, uh, before she knew about me, we still would hang heavy to the point where people be like, uh, well, they still together after all these years? No. We both home from college. We're friends. Um, she got a car. I don't. <laughs> and we rolling. We roll into all the all the hot clubs, the hot restaurants. Yeah. Like, you know, that's my friend. So that was definitely a W. Uh, it was an L in the short term, but a W in the long term. All right. Um, son of a preacher man. Win, lose, or draw. That was a dub, man. You got to. At that time, mm-hmm. it, uh. I don't know. It seemed like it, it could have went toxic. I could see that definitely haven't happened. Like, it, so like, yeah, not being in that situation and knowing 
okay, like this happened, and this is like, like we done, and not having no regrets. Like that's a W because that's growth. Mm-hmm. You're not putting yourself in a situation that you just got out of. Yeah, you know that's one thing this show has taught me in my uh, personal life. Aside from guests on the show, on the show is to having uh, having those tough conversations with clarity mm-hmm. and not wasting time you know what i'm saying like i've i've had a lot more of these tough conversations um over the past six months with people in my personal life where it's like hey this is not working it's not an issue of whether i don't like you or you did this and And i I really don't believe in giving people like an exit interview you know what i'm saying like if i tell you like hey this isn't working and you ask me why i'm not gonna do that for two reasons like number one it doesn't matter why i've already told you it's just not working and then if I tell you why, it's going to give you room or hope that maybe you could fix something. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's my issue. And I'm not even saying that it's your issue that needs fixing. It's just an issue for me. And I don't want you to compromise who you are. If this is who you are, that's who you are. You know what I'm saying? And that just didn't work for me. And number two, I don't want to feel like I'm picking somebody apart. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, you do this and do that and da 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 you know. And, and I guess it's a catch-22 because I kind of would like that to know uh, if somebody said it wouldn't work for them for something I was doing, I probably would like to know, not so I could fix it for them, but if it may be something I may need to fix for myself, you know? So I could get somebody asking why, but it just depends on why you're asking why, you know, like what your motive is, right? So if it's for self-reflection and clarity, I get that, but generally I don't give answers to that. Like, hey, this is just not working, yeah. which is... Maybe a little hypocritical because the premise of the show is <laughs> why didn't it work? <laughs> but that's but see they don't have that philosophy. I do so, you know it's okay if they tell me, but just don't ask me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you this question, but like, don't ask me. Right. <laughs> but if they, if, I think if somebody would just say like, "Hey, look, I understand that it doesn't work for you. However, I would like the opportunity to uh, work on myself if need be." Just off GP so I could be a better person. Mm-hmm. I could respect that and I would receive that. But it may be too much to, you know, ask somebody to like come to me in a package <laughs> that I could receive. But okay. So you know what? I actually feel good because I have more dubs and L's. I think I only took an L one time. Yeah, and it was one uh episode one was a L. No, uh, birthday sex of bus was that a hell of a dub. Oh, that, no, that was Travel Bay. That was a, what did I say? That was a, uh, a W. That was a dub. Okay, okay. You getting out of that situation? I said the first one was a L, just because I didn't feel yeah. like there was enough time. What I'm saying, like I don't. But everything else was a uh, a dub. Yeah, yeah. Essence yeah. Bay, uh, that was a dub, right? Reason for a uh, reason in the season. Yeah. Sex with the Lights on was a dub because that's my friend. Queen Kitty is a dub. Uh, Puppy Love was a mixture. Yeah. But I'm still winning. I'm still up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like six and one. Uh, oh, Son of a Preacher Man was a dub. So, yeah. Get, getting out of that situation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So. This is that, that's just the ones that we know about. Because <laughs> some people didn't, you know, there, there was actually some people uh, that I wanted to interview that were either um, in a relationship where their partner didn't feel comfortable with it or their uh, spouse. Mm-hmm. 
But I've learned to look at. Oh. Hey, man. What's going on? <laughs> you know, for whatever reason, they weren't even comfortable or uh, they had, you know, spouses or partners at the time. So yeah. I was like, All right, you know, that's cool. Whatever. I get it. Um, but I've learned to, number one, take everyone as an experience. Mm -hmm. And then I'm still looking for that my forever bay, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to take the best of all of these experiences <laughs> and look for it in one person. Mm. You might be asking for too much. Probably. That's what I do. You know, we have, we have uh, like a quarter bottle of this around us. So let's play one more game real quick before we leave. Okay. Since we went down uh, memory lane today and reminisced, okay, I'm going to ask you a question about, uh, I guess maybe kind of about family a little bit, but we'll, it's a trivia game, all right? So each one you get right, I take a drink. Each one you get wrong, you take a drink, okay? Okay. All right. We talked about brothers. Mm -hmm. Which brother cried when I came out to him? Ray. Okay, give me the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why are you crying? It's like, they're they not hurting me. <laughs> okay. All right. Which of my three parents cried when they found out, when I came out to them? Miss Debbie. Yeah. You might as well keep the bottle. Uh, <laughs> fact, you were there. I forgot you were there. <laughs> Everybody saw her cry. That's gonna be another episode. <laughs> Cause she got the eye that day. The e got. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> which parent did I cry on? Uh, Mommy Elaine. Nope. Oh, you want with the big shot glass? All right. So no, I actually cried when I talked to Daddy because he uh, he got it about me. This was actually before Ray's wed uh, wedding, and it was on Daddy's birthday. Y'all right? All right. But no, I actually cried uh, with Daddy. Um, it was before Ray's wedding. He called me down to the living room. And was like, just want you to know, I'll never be ashamed of you. You're always my son. I love you. And if anybody got anything to say, they got to say it to me. So I cried. I thought it was so sweet. All right. That was a superhero. Yeah. Superhero. And for me to know what all he had to, you know, what all he's, he's from a different era, right? And yeah. he had to, he's growing himself. So I respect his journey. All right. Uh, what else can I ask you that you might get wrong? You can catch up on these shots. <laughs> Which brother did I fight with the most? Had to be Ray. Yeah, it had to be Ray. <laughs> me and Ray still fight. <laughs> and it's not to say me and Ray not close. We're extremely close, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's why we just we we don't physically fight no more. But we always have oh, yeah. disagreements and move on. Um, but we also probably the two that rib each other the most too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, hmm. which episode do you think? I had the f most fun with. 
Not the person, but the episode. <laughs> uh, I'll say there's nothing like your first. So I know that it seemed like your first one because it was the first. Was oh, like, that's first. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Your first episode. <laughs> your first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Your first episode. So you're partially correct in that it's the most memorable, but that was not the question. So uh, I need you to take a shot. <laughs> you know the most fun I've had? Uh, and, and these episodes, are, like my children, like you can't choose which one is your favorite. But now the one that does the most for, has done the most for me was the first one. But the most fun I've had recording was Son of a Preacher Man. Yeah, that was that was fun. All right, uh, last question. Which show is the highest rated, do you think? The most streams. I would have to say Essence Bay. Actually, no. Essence Bay is not in the top half. What? No. The the top stream show, Sex with the Lights On. And I think not only because Reggie is popular. Well, hold on. Don't get comfortable. Take the shot. <laughs> and the uh, title yeah, is Salacious. I thought you was about to be nasty with it. I'm not. I'm, I'm the consummate bow or a debutante, depending on who you are. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there is a difference. Yeah. No matter what person. Yeah. I've learned it. And that's the beautiful thing about, like, being able to talk to you, like, mm-hmm. me being educated on, not to say your world, but, like, the like what you do and, like, how you handle different situations. Like, because mm-hmm. just, just talking to you, I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? And you don't, what? Like, everybody don't get the same thing. Like, yeah. what? See, like, in my, in my... In my world, <sighs> everybody gets it. In your field of work. In my field of work, like, everybody, like, okay, if you do this, I'm going to do this and this. But, like, you was like, nope, some people for this. See, the, the flexibility and the flexibility and versatility of the lifestyle allows me, uh, allows me to be an actor, a chameleon. The whole world is a stage, Demetrius. But yeah, man. Uh, oh my God, I've we've been on here for quite a long time, and uh, my my little nephew has just walked in. I'm late to see him. I hadn't seen him in so long. I'm glad he remembers. He remembers who I am. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of one more question to ask you because you're just not quite drunk enough. But <laughs> not gonna happen, <laughs> man. I brother, baby brother. I thank you so much for being on. We covered a lot of ground today. Um, and I'm beyond elated that you take time, you and Brittany both take time to listen to the yeah. episode. Like, again, like I said, all my brothers and sisters do. Um, it means a lot to me that you not only listen, but you take something from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you listen intently. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate that. And you've always been a good support. Um, and I'm so, so glad that you can be there for the next generation of children who. Um, maybe LGBT are questioning mm-hmm. and be a listening ear and uh, a surrogate father for some children, you know, LGBT or not. But like, 
I really admire that about you. It takes like that is seriously a calling for someone to deal with kids, to work with children, and uh, to be there for them. So I want to salute you, and I will take another shot, but I got to drive back to New Orleans. <laughs> but I'm so happy, man, and uh, thank you for this time. You know, saying that you've uh, taken away to uh, give this interview and do this wrap up with me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Bro. No problem. No problem. There's nothing but love here. The, so the stigma that uh, black families shun them away, like that right. happened in other families, but it's not here. Like, that has never been. And I, I, that's one thing I would tell people too is like, you know, as a, as a black gay man, my experience with a black gay family. I mean, I see my black gay family. <laughs> I'm a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All of them, all eight, just everybody doing everything. <laughs> My experience being a black gay man in a black, very religious and spiritual family mm-hmm. has not been that of being ostracized or shunned. You know what I'm saying? It's been all yeah. love. Now, everyone has had their their own journeys to take. You know what I'm saying? Like they may have uh, had to come to some realizations and deal with some things in their own past. Uh, but the root of everything has been love and respect. I've never felt unloved or disrespected. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, nothing has ever made me question anyone's love for me. Yeah. And I've I've come to realize that, like I said, everyone is on their own journey with mm-hmm. it. But even with going through their journey, no one has been exclusionary or disrespectful or um, I don't know what the other form of ostracizing is. But anyway. It's been all love, and I'm glad that we could show a little bit of that, give a little yeah. glimpse of that. I said it, it was always daddy was always protecting you. Yeah, but it was it was so gratifying and so welcoming, like because as a family, like we tell jokes mm-hmm. on each other all the time. So and dad would be like, "Hey, I'm gonna talk about you at home. So when you get out in public, like it doesn't affect you." <laughs> So like, but he would always protect you. Yeah. But whenever you were able to start capping on us and ripping us back, like whenever you started coming back with the jokes, mm-hmm. like that made everything so, that, that made it better because we didn't, first off, we didn't have to like crawl around or like mm-hmm. around the fact of your sexuality and like, making just making jokes about it like it was never derogatory but like say for instance like we just didn't want to offend you but like whenever you started cracking jokes mm-hmm. back it was beautiful bro yeah. and like it was also shocking and also it was shocking when you started watching football and was able to to watch football and like be able to talk about I was, it was like <laughs> oh no this dude watching ESPN or something <laughs> But I'm saying like yeah. it, it was gratifying because Cause that's when I started dating Trey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like it, it it was gratifying because we were able to continue to be one family and like, yeah. like our family is is different than others. Like we thought we thought it was normal to love how we love, mm-hmm. and like being that we have experienced other people's families and other relationships, we realized like. People look at us like, bro, y'all love each other right. that much. Like, I look at somebody be like, y'all say I love you at the end of every conversation. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, that's so creepy. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, cause 
and, and that's really what I'm getting into in, in the next season because I've told enough of my business so next season there's going to be relationships in general but I believe um, you have to either fix repair uh, either repair or nurture those relationships uh, oh my god I I'm kicking in. <laughs> but uh, the most important relationships you'll have is like your relationship with yourself and your relationship with your family and friends and that's going to inform and even strengthen your romantic relationships you really in a, in a very true sense y'all are the first men I fell in love with so if our relationship isn't intact and on par then I cannot expect any of my other relationships to be healthy you know what I'm saying like alright y'all uh, this has been Lit on Vic season 1 finale wrap up with my baby brother Demetrius yes and sir man we had such a good time walking down memory lane and uh, recapping everything and apparently I am winning. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see y'all for season two in about two or three months. Boone out. Hey, and if your family is, if you have a family member that is out or that is closeted, embrace them because they need it. Embrace them. Let's share the love. Spread the love. love. Deuces. All right, deuce. Oh, you did not ask me what would your ringtone be, and I feel very offended. Uh, you <laughs> everybody what they ring, what your ringtone would be, and you didn't ask me, and I already knew what mine was. What all my brothers was, I'm down for my niggas. Fuck the other niggas, cause I'm down for my niggas. Hey, fuck yeah, the other niggas, yeah. I'm down. Ah! Exactly, <laughs> and you didn't even ask me. I know my ring. I know my brother ringtone. Oh, you know what? That's gonna be the trailer. There were times where I thought that that he didn't care about me at all. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying once we got older, like he was my best friend. Yeah. So the thing is, Demetrius, from like from the time you started talking to about the <laughs> freshman year, we didn't care. <laughs> you know, one time uh Ray fought me for fighting you, and I was really hurt because I was like I thought we didn't like this nigga. What are you, <laughs> why are you fighting me? <laughs> I, he hurt my feelings. I'm like, I thought we all on the same team. I remember growing up, they used to check the search engines on a computer. And you you used to save my life. You right. used to save me because I I was I was watching porn at like eight, nine years old. <laughs> and I would like unplug the computer while watching it, thinking that it wouldn't save. <laughs> and come to find out, he was going in and deleting the browse history. Right. I was like, this little boy is going to get killed in this holy, saved, and sanctified household. <laughs> and I was like, they, <laughs> they was like, you ever seen DJ watching porn? I was like, uh. Yeah, they was like, well, was it gay porn or was it regular? <laughs> I was like, regular, like the same thing that we watched. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, um, as far as reality shows go, I always thought of us as kind of like the Braxton family. Y'all ever watch Braxton's? Nuh-uh. Oh, because I was like, okay, well, Demetrius is Tamar because he's the youngest. I would be Tony. <laughs> <laughs>
Hold on, but she ain't ain't Tay Bond like the crazy one. Okay, so it's not like an exact trans. <laughs> it's not an exact translation. Matter of fact, it was you. I think y'all called us Bobby and Whitney uh, because we're always <laughs> we were always high. And um, for me, even though it was funny, <laughs> but for me, I was like, "That's not the life I want, mm. and that's not how I want to be seen." Now it's still a good joke right now, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But but I was like, uh, I know that's not a good look for me. And it was one day that I was at homecoming, and we were sneaking and smoking, like while we were walking. And somebody's like, "Ooh, girl, smell like weed," and they looked at me. And I just had this glaze. I, I couldn't see myself. I just knew I looked glazed over because everything was just glazed to me, you know? And I was like, this is not me. That was your, your medication. Yeah. It was, for, for him, it was recreation. For me, it was like, I got to have something to yeah. get me through this. And it was a scary time. And I just didn't want to uh, be exposed like that, especially my younger brothers mm. who, you know, I, I, I would hope that I could set an example for it on something. And I just didn't. It was just not a good time for me. It was a dark period. Um, and you set an example for smoking weed. Like, we, we was probably smoking more than you. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. Boy, <laughs> your apartment off Sherwood. Like, like, thinking about that now, I was like, bro, this, like, living in Baton Rouge and then mm. looking at places that you live, I was like, Oh, this nigga had a death wish. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga had a death wish. Hey, I, I did live in the hood for a second. And I didn't even know it was hood because, you know, I was, I'm so I'm so suburban. I was like, oh, nice rents. Okay. <laughs> Bro, I was like, this nigga had a death wish. I remember me and David lived together on uh, South Choctaw. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been like, hey, bro, the thing about it is when we live here, we do not go outside once it's dark. And we do not take the trash out at night. Mm-hmm. Period. Like we wake up, gun shells on the ground. Like, Lord. And that was that was probably one. Of, but like thinking about like, cause I drove like then and like being grown, I drove back to like where your place was off of Sherwood. I was like, bro, we was just like we lived here. We came yeah. here for, for Katrina, and then like another place. We also everybody we knew. When DJ got his refund check, <laughs> Bruh, David be like, "Hey, y'all want some lasagna?" <laughs> DJ just got the refund check. We about to go to his house and eat. And I say, <laughs> you could tell the difference in the <laughs> refund gumbo and the regular gumbo. They got some ostrich necks in here too. Bruh, this thing crabs, shrimp, everything in the refund gumbo. And then once that refund started running out, you just had you may had chicken and sausage. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying like, it, like I say it was always fun time. Like just like I say when it was us three out there, it was uh it was different. Yeah. 